Right, are we okay? Everybody all right? Oh, yeah. tip top, tip top. Okay, well, here we go then. Quiet in the studio. Oh, my God. Everything did go quiet. Here we go. Well, hello there. This is Jonathan Starkey, a.k.a. Abfab. He nearly forgot who he was then. No, did I didn't forget. I didn't forget. Memory lapse there. Time to tease All right, okay. Up shut up. You're going to get the first okay. mute of the evening if you don't. Too much airspray. Uh, okay, again. shut up. <laughs> Abfab, a.k.a. Jonathan Starkey. And we have that great man, Mr. Mark Hartley, a.k.a. Stats, the man with the facts. Say hello, sir. Greetings, Patriots. How are we? I think we're all right. Okay, and we're going to go to Mr. Trevor Nichols, a.k.a. the gazelle, the man with all the grass in the world because he likes to store things up. Sir, say hello. Certainly do, and I've got loads of grass, uh, grass in my loft, but don't let the police know. Okay. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and all our listeners throughout the world. Okay, and we just want a quick hello from Steve. Say hello. Seems like you interrupted my... Introduction. Yes, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Big welcome to all the listeners across Cheshire and right across the world, our fans everywhere. Big, massive welcome to the fans of the Raven, the Ravenettes and the Ravens out there. Uh, we know that your motto is that we're raving mad because they're yeah, raving you are mad raving mad, and ra- there it is, muted. First mute of the evening. Uh, he missed. He dodged the bullet there last week. It was National Pirate Day. We yeah. forgot. We forgot. Captain Pugwash. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't indeed. forget. I was out doing a few raids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm. Where was that in Blackpool? No, well, all the pirates are now in, uh, in, well, they're in the House of Commons now, aren't they? We're in the House of Commons. <laughs> that, is, that is definitely one pirate ship. There's no two ways about it. Why, <laughs> Rishi, Rishi, what are we going to do now? What are we going to raid now? Go we can walk the plank. Yeah. There's a few oh, in there. there. Without mm. a doubt. Well, let's start off with Rishi. Quick one. There's a net zero deadline that Sunak didn't mention. Mm, we're going to come to that a little bit later. Quick comment, Mark. Mm, we'll come back to that, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Neil, can the empire that Rupert Murdoch built survive without him? Because he stood down, hasn't he? Yes. Okay. What's going to happen now? I mean, how old's the guy? Is he about 90? Something about like that. About 190. I know, I know. I mean, but he very difficult to remain in the media business for that long, you know, without being smart about what you're doing. You know? Well, it is that, but times are changing and people are looking at alternative forms of media and news now, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And what about that comment from Julie Birchall from the Mail Online? She turned around and she said, How ironic that the BBC calls itself Auntie when it often behaves more like a dirty uncle whose little secret no one needs to know. Well, there you go. Nice, nice little terminology there. She's talking about the, you know, the sweep against uh, Russell Brand. And uh, they seem to be going after him. I mean, really going after him. And Big time. Yeah. And I, I like it, the fact that Rumble have turned around and said, you know, they're not cutting anybody off. Yeah, but the, the advertisers are pulling out. Some of them are pulling out from Rumble now. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Damn. Oh. Well, here's yeah. one. Here's one for you, and uh, I think you're gonna you're gonna like this one. Okay. Comment from New York Mayor Eric Adams. Right. 
the migrant crisis is going to destroy my city. <laughs> and this is this is a Democrat. Uh, it wasn't. Isn't it a sanctuary city? Oh, supposedly, or, or, or used to be. <laughs> no? Funny how all their policies come back to bite them on the backside, isn't it? Oh, without a shadow <laughs> of a doubt, you know, and oh, that's wow. all because of Joe Biden's open door policy. Uh, you know, ooh. is that the one where he, t- he he told them all to come, and then now he's denying it? Where everyone's just playing the clips, yeah, yeah, of him yeah, telling them to come that one, yeah. Mm. And councils in this country are going to be telling the government they do not have room for extra migrants. Well, we knew that. I've been saying that for years. But I know, well, stop, to be quite it? frank, I think the Labour-loving councils, you know, the, the, the Labour-controlled councils will be welcoming all these people with open arms. Well, isn't this another indication of broken Britain? An historic market town hire their own private security company to patrol the streets at night with dogs and marked cars after a spate of burglaries? And this is houses in Kimbolton, rural Cambridgeshire. And they're hiring wow. their own security. Now, what does that say about the police? We, mentioned this. we mentioned this months ago. Yeah. yeah. We mentioned this, that you've got to be heading towards your own community securities. Indeed, indeed. And they've started it. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, as we know... Pantomime season has started in uh, politics. We've got the party conferences starting up. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, somebody somebody blowing their own trumpet there at uh, at the Conservative Party um, planning committee. To what extent, though, does the public pay any attention to these theatre shows now? Not really. They're too busy looking over their shoulder in fear of everything. Bills oh, and everything, yeah. I'm taking notice. I don't think people take notice of these anymore, to be quite honest. Oh, I don't know. Labour's is normally hilarious, isn't it? It's oh, like yeah. a freak show. Oh, the Lib Dem certainly is. No two ways about that. No two ways about that. Uh, what about... Does anybody know where the Conservatives are holding their party conference? Yeah, Manchester, isn't it? That's you. right. And guess what? HS. Two may end in the Midlands amid claims that the PM is going to axe the Manchester link. And I bet you they're all trying to say to him, don't make any announcements before Manchester. Don't make any announcements. Leave it till... Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, he was looking at it the other day on about levelling up and all that lot. So, like you say, he's already rolling back an HS2. They're holding a conference in Manchester. You couldn't write it, could you? So... Why, if they were levelling up, why didn't it start? Why didn't the work start in Manchester to go down to London for HS2? I don't know. You can't, you can't work to Go on, Mark. There's a thought, isn't it? I tell you what, this is an expensive train from London to Birmingham now, isn't it? Isn't it? I think it only gets in there, like, what, something like less than 10 mile an hour faster or something, <laughs> or 10 minutes or something. I, don't I know. think you say about 20 minutes or something, Mark, <laughs> for it, yeah. all... For all of these billions and billions and billions of pounds. It's an absolute ludicrous load of nonsense. Oh, it's a waste Mm. of money. It's just been a feeding fest for all the friends. As as Nigel Farage says, it's the biggest vanity project on the planet. Oh, I don't know. I think we're going to be talking about the biggest one in a bit. Well, we were talking about this when we were campaigning years ago. It was one of the (laughs) things that we were calling for to be scrapped. 
Well, nah, it's well, a lot of money. Oh, no, the, one of the biggest vanity projects was Test and Trace. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, that was un- that was unforeseen, wasn't it, that? Pointless. I mean, that, that just came with what happened at the time. Yeah, but at least, at least when a train is on the track, it can move. It can travel from A to B. What, in this country? Yeah, well... In most other countries. A few delays, you know, well, a lot of delays, and, you know, Leave that's it. Leave it alone, it's the wrong types of leaves on the track. We yeah, can't go well, and Test and Trace never really got off the ground, didn't catch on. So, uh, you know, I, I think Test and Trace was, the, you know, the biggest waste of time. That's my well, opinion. I mean, we've got a we've got a lot to debate, really, haven't we? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Oh, who's got to No, sorry, I've just got to look over my shoulder again just to see if you know I'm getting any taps from anything because I can tell you now, people are that worried about what comes through the post or on their email every day. If it's not TV licensing trying to have a go at you, it's some other bureaucrat who's actually saying you didn't fill in this form correctly. Uh, yes, yeah, so you're actually looking over your shoulder. So I, can I ask you, Mr. Landlord, how is your shoulder? Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, Gazelle. And I, Are you in pain still? Yes. Oh, good. Another six My weeks. Keep running well. <laughs> you bastard, you. You bastard. <laughs> no. Does anybody, I don't think anybody would miss, a, you know, an odd Viking, would they? <laughs> ah. We'll call you the disappeared on the next podcast when you don't turn up. <laughs> and Elaine so is a very happy woman claiming on the insurance. There you go. Well, talking of insurance, she's, she's a bit worried about it, really, because, uh, hey, she won't agree to my burial wish that should anything happen to me, my desire is to be set off from Sandy Lane in Chester on the River Dee in an open-top boat and then have arrows, flaming arrows, set onto it, so I'm I'm set on fire. Like a oh, Viking. We'll go along with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. can we but, fire the arrows? Yeah, but down yeah. The day. Oh, right, be now. an honour, be an honour. What, do we have to wait until your last breath, though? No, well, I'll start ideally, tomorrow. Ideally. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, and we're, also, we're, also, we're looking for Saturday or Sunday this week, aren't we? Really? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we can fit you in there. <laughs> well, you want a Viking burial? We will fix it. You need to speak to Elaine because she keeps watching programs like Wives Who Kill and things like that. She's addicted to these programs. Well, you know, I always keep a watch because I can remember one evening waking up from a deep sleep (laughs) on the couch and a pillow being held over my face and my wife saying, do you feel lucky? I think she's tremendous. <laughs> there you go. Right, one last one on the on the roundup. CBI. And now we've all heard of CBA. Mm-hmm. I think everybody in this country is getting to the point where it's CBA. But oh, yes, yes. Scandal hit CBI staves off collapse through emergency funding from group of banks after exodus of members following allegations of rape and sexual harassment. Are you kidding? Nope. So they've been granted a credit facility from a group of banks to stay afloat. I, I, I tell you. Oh. Well, let's uh, have anything that needs to be investigated investigated properly. I go with let's that. Have, let's have some scrutiny if, if these are the sort of allegations coming forward. Well, to be honest with you, they're allegations. 
So the whole of the CBI has been collapsed. Mark, go ahead. Who, who are the allegations against? Do you know? Well, it was the, the boss, Tony Danker, was followed by the swift exit of many big-name clients, including... So they've been cancelled. Yeah. And the allegations are that, you know, people were raped as well. Well, That's funny because... His name's Danker. (laughs) See, I find this funny because it's not been out all over every single newspaper and on the news every 10 minutes. I don't see people um, trying to cancel them, which is odd. No, and Mm. I think there's too many connections to the City of London there. Turn a blind eye then. In certain ways, in certain respects, and they're hoping that, you know, they're going to keep it going until, you know, it all sort of passes over. Mm. Don't forget, this was the all-powerful business lobby group been brought to its knees now after sexual harassment claims earlier this year led its CEO to resign. And then, earlier this year? Yeah, so uh, literally, wow. it's allegations again. Now, why aren't the police investigating and why haven't we actually heard anything from the police? Couldn't agree more. I think there's something incredibly skewed about the processes applied now in this country with uh, uh, accountability and also the law being applied in the correct manner because uh, where allegations of any nature, especially serious ones, are concerned, uh, such matters should go uh, via direct report into the police and and not all of these other mechanisms that seemingly taking place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... They were supposed to be the captains of industry, all coming together to have... It was like sort of basically our own little WEF, and it's been brought down. So I don't know if you're a conspiracy theorist. It could be that people from outside want to see the end of any other further control or opposition to certain industry things from outside. Oh, sorry, from inside of this country. That's an interesting... Uh, thought to be honest with you, it has, perhaps has a lot of credence uh, to it more than we think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because if you think about it, it was our own get together, like Davos, where they all got together and talked about business, mixed and mingled, but somebody mixed and mingled a little bit too much. <laughs> That's the reason why. Well, they've got a new boss now, and it's a lady. I think I can't remember her name. I think. I think it's Rain Newton-Smith. Yeah, that's it. Rain Newton-Smith. Yes, I've just looked it up and I've just seen it. I couldn't remember uh, her first name. There you go, Mark. You scratching your head with your pen or do you want to speak? Scratching. Okay. Well, I tell you what, let's that move on. Oh, oh wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. One last one, which I'm going to tag onto this, which I thought was funny. It was from the Clickbait Cheshire Live site when you touch something and then all of a sudden it takes you somewhere else and the pictures keep on changing before you can even read anything. That's right. I did is, that this, is, is this a newspaper? Yes. Cheshire East could axe three tips amid ongoing financial pressures. <laughs> now, we started mentioning this and when I said this the last time about the, you know, the, the money that they need, Trevor said, usual words, go ahead, Trevor. Chicken Not, feed. Yeah, chicken feed. Did you say three tips? Yeah, three tips. Sorry, I just had to clear that up. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been getting rid of the three things you thought it was, wouldn't you? 
Well, they've got a deficit of about 12, 13 mil against their 23, 24 budget. And savings have to be identified to reduce this from 26 million. And they've got to update these tips. So three of these tips are going to go. And people, I don't think, are very, very happy about it. Yeah, I mean, that's brilliant now, isn't it? So what we do is we get rid of the three tips to save ourselves £100,000. And then we end up with fly tipping everywhere because we've yep. got nowhere to put the thingies, which Rats. costs us five hundred thousand pounds. I tell you what, these councillors are clever. Oh yeah, uh, they're, they're just stunningly clever. Their intelligence that actually exudes from every part of those council meetings, even the ones that oh. we you know see exuding from Cheshire West and Chester, are just so phenomenal. I'm sure that both stats, the gazelle. And yeah, I'll tell you the what, Raven I've, will got totally fro- agree. I've, got, I've got frogs in my pond with higher IQ than these uh, councillors. <laughs> Who, incidentally, are not DBS checked. Well, That's an interesting point, Jonathan. We'll come back to that at a later time because we've got some communications going off. But okay. whilst we're joking about this, it's not actually a joke in another no, way no, because uh, the people's lives, millions of people's lives are... Um, affected by people making decisions in local governments. And many of them, like you say, have absolutely no clue. They have no dynamism about them at all, in my view. They're very sort of um, weak, a lot of them. Not all of them, clearly, but um, a lot of them are, in my view. And they lack any kind of innovative ideas. And they cannot be held responsible for the actions of the council. No accountability. How about that? Exactly. Anyway, let's move on and let's go on to the first national or the only national of the evening. And this is with stats. And to open it up, Sunak announces U-turn on several UK net zero policies. Fantastic. Oh, Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, he pushes back the ban on the sale of new petrol and diesel cars in the UK from 2030 to 35. Take it away, the man stats. Yay! Yeah, I wouldn't get too excited. Why not? I don't, know where, Why not uh, I don't know whether to go through a list of loads of bonkers policies that he hasn't even mentioned or rolled back on, or just go straight through to his, uh, oh wow, his contradiction speech. Should we go with the speech? speech? I think it's probably the more important. I'm actually amazed. He literally stood there and told us all the problems that we discuss every week about how useless and inept they all are. Right? He says we feel powerless to change it. And his answer is to change the way politics works. I'm sure he's been listening to us. <laughs> is he actually for real? No, because he's, he's not. He's, he's him, AI. And him he's and, a glitch in the Matrix. That's yeah, what he is. But him and the Westminster Bullet, they are the problem. So I'll go through some of the things he said. Honestly, he just amazes me. He's such a liar as well. But So he's <gasps> talking about the lack of accountability and short-termism and the Westminster gameplay. Can I just say something? As Steve says, whenever we mention a brand or something, there are other liars in Parliament that we could mention as oh, well. There's, there's plenty, but I've got about <laughs> 10 pages on Rishi. Let's not just separate Rishi out just because yeah. he's the PM. No, so he mentioned lack of accountability, short-termism, uh-huh. and the Westminster gameplay. So he knows we aren't happy. Yeah, he's explaining how they are the problem. He says the government need to step back when necessary. Yet don't they encroach into our every aspect of our lives, from our speech to how we run our everything, homes, everything. The whole lot, everything. You yeah. can't move. You can't go down a road without being reminded that something 
if you make a mistake on something, you're going to get fined about it. You know, every letter that comes out of any department or government agency, failure to respond to this mm. could wind up with a fine of da da da. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. So he also says people are a country's greatest strength, yet they literally take no notice of us and they want to make us poor with all this net zero. This is, a, this is my favourite. He admits the special interests involved and there's a lack of debate and scrutiny. Now, are we going to get one? I don't think so. No. He says, we stumbled into a consensus no one is happy about. Stumbled? <laughs> really? No, that's incredible. We've literally been forced the whole way here by a cult who pretend the science is settled and it's never settled. COVID was an example of that. Yeah. And he says that they need to be honest and put our long, the country's long-term interests before political needs. Honest. In, honest. Honestly, I'll that, finish this. That came out of his mouth. Yeah, this is incredible because he's standing there doing the opposite, claiming to be rolling back net zero to get fo- votes while still supporting net zero. Honestly, he must think we are absolutely stupid. Stupid. Can you give Steve oh, a Steve word come in. Yeah, go on. so we can get rid of him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very nice. Uh, two things. First of all, I... I find it incredible what you said at the start, Mark, um, perhaps in a little bit of a flippant way, you know, whether they'd been listening to us. We've been saying a lot of this, that the government is untrustworthy, they've got too much power, they don't listen to the people, they don't listen to the, the British people and take no notice of them whatsoever. There's too many encroachments in all aspects of our lives. We've said this for such a long period of time in many ways. And yet now here we have the British Prime Minister stating all of this. Not only that... You know, he's acknowledging a lot of the things that we've been saying for a very long time, but he also fails to address the external powers that we've also mentioned, such as the World Economic Forum and the United Nations, having existential control, power and influence over this country. He fails to acknowledge that. Um, And the WHO. Yeah, and the WHO, that's right. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's failing to address all of the the mechanisms, the external mechanisms, which impose heavy restrictions and controls over the British people, how they want to live and and their future and how it's going to be shaped, this is nothing more than smoke and mirrors to appease the British people that he's actually listening, that, you know, we're not going for all these net zero costly affairs imposing on your lifestyle and your finances. It's rubbish, absolutely rubbish. Don't believe a word of it. He just wants to appear to be common sense in the middle of two arguments, one for and one against. And he wants to appear to be the middleman, as if he's taking a sensible step and saying, right, uh, let's not listen to the extreme viewpoints from either side. Let's think about it, and let's see if we can actually come up with a solution which is agreeable to all. Well, it's not agreeable to all, because you can see it. There's parts of the party, like proponents of I know, climate change and doing things in net zero, like Boris has turned around and he's against it. Alok Sharma, another one, he's against it. Go ahead, Trevor. Yeah, I've just look, been looking at this uh, <clears throat> this comment about Ricky Sunshine today. <laughs> You've got... <laughs> you know, do, do you really think that we're going to get net zero? No. By no. whatever date, right? You've got full electric cars. I mean, how many times have we said this? Without the electric supply, we've got, you're going to have no gas boilers. Yeah. You're going to have heat pumps. You've got full house inspections. 
or you get a £15,000 fine or a one-year a one year jail sentence. Whilst we've got we've we've got migrants living the life of Riley. I want to know he's, who this Riley guy is. Yeah, but he's he, he's just selling you a pig in a poke. It yeah. ain't gonna happen, is it? It's not gonna happen. No. You're gonna get more and more of these migrants coming over, which I'm gonna mention as a, as a, a note from the Gazelle a little bit later. And you've got flip flop Starmer. You've got. Stammer, 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 chameleon. It's changing <laughs> completely. Every, every, We're going to get hit with a royalty got... with a royalty request there for that one. That was too good a rendition, Gazelle. Oh, Stammer yeah. doesn't want any more divergence from the EU. He wants to sort of start. He wants to get us back his... in there. Oh, oh yeah. Stammer, 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 chameleon. You know, he's he just he's he, flip flopping at every opportunity. Anything to get in there. Can't get over it. See the, 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 the vote reform. <laughs> <laughs> Let's come before before uh, you know. I go to stats. I, it, my take on it is this: the bottom line is is that he's actually doing it, and all we're going to be doing is putting out, you know, at arm's length, all our carbon emissions to China, buying in everything. I can't see how they're actually going to make it work from a point of view of economic value to this country but just so that they all feel better and china's getting all the business and they're just they're putting out all the carbon so that we can turn around and say yeah we've got to net zero big deal and our people are starving they've got no energy they've got no heating they've got nothing you know go ahead mark but the migrants have uh, of course they have. Look, he says he's going to fix this, but in the next breath, climate change is real and we must do this and we must do that. He says it's a big challenge we have to face. Where's mm. the debate he just said? Where's the scrutiny? Yeah. So I'm sorry, but CO2 does not control the climate. And even if it did, there's literally no benefit for the cost. We output 1% of the world's CO2, right? Yeah. Which he claims we've reduced by 50%. And then in the next breath, China is up by three hundred percent. Yeah. So what what are we doing here? We're just the biggest we're, one there, and we're John, buying in all the raw materials and all the stuff from China. Yeah. They're making everything, well, that's, and they don't give a damn. That's what I was coming to next. He says we're going to lead the way with all this uh, climate change. Well, that, that is an actual joke because China make half the world's wind turbines, two thirds of the solar panels, and ninety percent of the batteries. Yeah. And our steel industry is punished with an EU levy. So yeah. I'm sorry, but this is in law put in by the Conservative government. It was, so it was Theresa May, corner, wasn't it? It was Theresa yeah, yeah, May. Yeah. But he told before Steve comes in, he told another lie. He's copying the lamestream media. He's, he's claiming these weather events are caused by climate change, and he cites the Syrian, uh, sorry, the Libyan floods. They were actually caused by dodgy dams. It's been reported. Yeah, He's a liar, I'm sorry, and I'll call him out for, for being such. Yeah. Steve, go on. No, yeah, no, we're not going to let him in yet. Not gonna, oh, it's not going to let, let him, him in, in yet. Let him I'm, in, and then I'll go through I've some of the policies report. that he still hasn't rolled back on because Trevor mentioned a couple of them. I've just seen a report, um, a guy in Australia talking regularly, saying that the global economy is responsible for something, if I remember correctly. Uh, we need to come back and do a proper uh, special feature special on this yeah. uh, um, global warming and climate change issue. Yeah, we do. Um because he's saying that the the total global uh, production um, and the economy is responsible for 0.04 percent 
of CO2, of which we are responsible, did you say, for 1% of that, Mark? 1%, yeah. Yeah, so 1%, 0.04%. You get into this and you really start looking at what's going on. The, the, the Earth has gone through cycles for yeah. hundreds of thousands yeah. of years and millions of years. None of many cycles as our migrants do. Well, <laughs> them well, nice bikes they got, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> don't, we need, don't we need one of those, like, sort of... Um, Earth catastrophes to get rid of the dinosaurs because that's yeah, what we, we need right now. Because we need another they, crisis. Yeah, another oh, no. They're 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 prehistoric <laughs> no <real> these people. <laughs> in no, but the point point of making is, you know, what is the severity in terms of uh, on on the Earth in terms of um, the the human economy and the human lifestyle? I think um, we've got a few billion years to go yet, but they're, well, like, they're I, planning I to make everybody's lives a misery. Right now, yeah, sort of, sort of guy. I think it was George Carlin. Actually, he said the Earth has survived for billions of years. He's gone through earthquakes and volcanoes and tsunamis and tornadoes and tectonic plates, shifting and yeah. uh, ice ages and all, and it's still here. And he says, "How arrogant are we to think in the past two hundred years of our industrialization that we're going to impact on the Earth's survival after billions of years?" And when you put it into context like that. Um, I think it's a little bit arrogant, really, to be quite honest. With you. Oh, I've had enough of these people. They should just let the people live. All they're doing is making misery for people. And they're not going to be able to afford the cars. I mean, look at the prices of the cars. How are they going to be able to afford them? And with their no, as Mark quite rightly said, there's no proper infrastructure within no, the country. And there isn't going to be enough uh, of a supply in order to actually make battery-powered cars feasible in the future. Go ahead, Mark. How far is this net zero going to go? So Rishi says we must reduce our emissions. Well, hang on. Let's have this debate and scrutiny because I am 100% certain that mine are tiny compared to his. Yep. So what if people can't reduce them anymore? What happens when we add them down to the bare necessities of life? Are we the going to be forced to go further? The, the simple bare necessities. About your troubles <laughs> and your strife. We've <laughs> got the bare Sorry, Uh-oh, you have to cut it about eight seconds or we get done copyright on that one. But uh, <laughs> now, what, what happens? How, how much further are we going to be forced? When does it stop? Net zero. So we get rid of all the carbon. Does that mean the crops and the plants have to die? Yeah, yeah. And apparently, we breathe out 4% CO2. There's so nothing wrong with CO2. To, do we all need to die too? How far is this going to go? I know Trevor mentioned stuff there about the electric cars, so I'll just quickly go through a few things that he's not reversed. So the um, UK car makers actually subsidised the Chinese car makers who were actually making these electric vehicles off the back of increasing fossil fuels. So again, this whole thing's just a joke. So Trevor just mentioned the 15,000 fine, but they've got to sell 22% of electric cars or they get this fine. By 2028, it goes up to 50%, but the sales are declining. Yeah. And actually, these electric vehicles, uh, they release more emissions through their brake and tyre wearage than the actual uh, cars they're that heavy. are running off they're petrol. Heavy. Yeah, they'll destroy the European car industry. They're also foil forcing sorry, oil and gas boilers, the makers of them, £5,000 per heat pump they fail to sell. This and then just... you've got, you can't sell your house or rent it out if it doesn't fit this energy rating. You'll be, like Trevor said, you'll be forced to fines and jail. Right. They, they say we're going to need 600,000 heat pumps, up to £45,000 each until 2028. We actually have 23 million gas boilers with new ones being fitted. So do the maths. 
that's another hilarious pipe dream. And last year, only 60,000 pumps were fitted. And here we go, Mark, to add yeah. to that, we don't produce a lot of steel. So we're no, going to be they, buying that in. That's because of the EU levies. EU levies. And mm. the other thing is, is that, and I'm not defending, you, you know, the manufacturers, and especially the, the European ones, but the mixed messages that are being sent out to these people, mm. they can't get a firm grip on what's going on and which way to go. That's my opinion. They can't get a firm grip. So he's actually messing around with the business community. And those sort of things would have been discussed at the CBI. Yeah, definitely. And they want to mention my firm grip earlier on. <laughs> go ahead, Mark. Finish this I'll off, just Mark. add one, one fact here. So carbon capture. This is hilarious because this isn't even a thing. So we're going to remove millions of tons of carbon by 2030. It's going to cost 20 billion to reduce it by 0.093%. Absolute bargain. This that. stuff is bonkers. Absolute Absolutely bonk. bonkers, mate. Yeah, totally I'm sorry, but you. this is never going to happen. Like Trev said, are we going to make it? No chance. Right, We've well, got to do a special on this one. We've got yeah, to we'll do, do, we'll do one. On it. We'll do yeah. one. I'm going to wrap that up now. We're going to move on to our local this evening. Well done there, Stats. Well done. Oh, I could literally talk about this for hours, but we should move on. Well, let's go to another mixed message. And Mark, this one is with you again. Oh, let's leave, have it. It was his idea. Was it? Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. Well, no come on, Captain Bugwash. The 15-minute no city conspiracy theories. Come on. Well, they're not really conspiracy theories, and I don't really no. consider anything to be a conspiracy theory. It's just a tag, isn't it, attached to people who question things legitimately. So that 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 phrase needs to be consigned to the history books as a pathetic attempt by control freaks to suppress truth. Well, are you talking or, about the um, the Liverpool Town Hall demo, you know, where hundreds turned out amid protests and counter well, I, I saw this online and people sort of... Um, now, getting to the streets, and I've got to say this, you know, I am absolutely made up with the people of Liverpool who did this. And the reason is twofold. Firstly, because it's people who are prepared to go out publicly and vocalise and express opposition to something which with, with which they are vehemently against. Wait a minute, wait a minute, La. We've articulated our concern on ice. That's what yes, it is. Right. We've articulated our concerns. Okay, carry on. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Scouser Starkey. Now, I think these 15-minute cities, the way it's being sold to people is that people will be able to live local, they will be able to access all of their lifestyle needs within 15 minutes of wherever they live, whether it's health, or uh, transport, or maybe jobs and shopping and uh, entertainment. What do you mean, the kind of, of shop that things. you can just go and steal from? Well, that's going through the roof, isn't it? That's another story. But the fact of the matter is, 15-minute cities are nothing more than a uh, mechanism to contain and control people through surveillance systems. They want people um, out of rural areas they want to increase the the cities uh to to bigger areas they want the towns growing and all the suburbs because they do not want people living in the open countryside this is all part this is not a conspiracy theory it is all there in the un agenda 2030 and it's all about 
uh, a set of mechanisms to change the future, the way people live, and how they have access to things. Now, I don't want to live in a 15-minute city. I don't want to be controlled. I don't want to be surveilled in, in any capacity uh, excessively at all. I don't believe in big government. I believe in freedom and liberty. And low and, tax. And lower tax and, and democracy and uh, a fair country for all, for, for equal opportunities for everybody. Well, the police are not to... going to be able to get in if anything goes on. So say if I go out with my, my shopping assistant called a race card, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I can get up to two hundred pounds interest free. Right, if I identify as black, you get, strangled, get strangled and claim the victim. Yeah. Well, the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, these fifteen-minute cities. You, we've seen it in Oxford. We spoke about this some some time back, where the the city of Oxford was being divided up into so many different regions. I think it was eight, if I remember correctly, for Oxford. I think they're proposing about 15 for Liverpool. Yeah. Now, there's, there's this theory out there that if, if there was a further lockdowns and various other means or climate change control, that people could be contained within an area, and if they wanted to travel from uh, area A to area C, etc., they would only be allowed to do, do that so many times in a week or a month to control and cut down emissions and, and everything else. This, I, I find the whole proposal, the realistic ideology about what it's really about behind 15-minute cities to be exceptionally, exceptionally dangerous. And people buying into this simply for uh, the, the, the idea, as it's being sold to them as convenience, is absolute nonsense. People, I, my, I take my hat off to the people in Liverpool who were on the streets opposing this. Well, there you go. There you go. Who wants to go first, Stats or, or the Gazelle? I'm going to give it to the Gazelle. Go on, Trev. What happens, right, in a 15-minute sitter, if you, as we all do in life, run five minutes late? <laughs> to 20 minutes, isn't it? <laughs> It'll get bigger and we'll go back to normal. Um. <laughs> I don't know, because what happens if you get caught up in a traffic jam? And it's a 27 minutes. Or it could be a three-hour city if you're on a motorway. Yeah, three hours. Well, if you're on the 56, it could be. Oh. As, as you all know, my record... Is uh, what was it? Eleven hours. Eleven oh. hours on, on the fifty-six. Whoa! Now I'd left my car and gone the pub. Yeah, uh, eleven you know, hours to get home. Great idea. So how's that going to make uh, make your journey in a fifteen-minute city? It ain't. <sighs> now my brother was at the protest this weekend, and my nephews were there. And you know, I mean, it's <laughs> happened in um, what a nation street, as we know. When they scrapped, we're going to get scrapped. hit with so many copyright claims. <laughs> <laughs> they just they just scrapped it in um, the LA, you know, Blatchford area, and it's all been scrapped. So when are these politicians going to realise that we don't want their barmy ideas? You want to know who it is that comes up with these ideas? What person sits there and says, "I think this will be a good idea"? They never get named. You never find yeah, out who never... it is, and they just put it forward, and the politicians go, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll... They're all like... They're nodding, they're nodding dogs go, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you'll never know because there is no accountability, as we know. Rishi's just told us all this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After so... we told him. <laughs> yeah. 
I can't. To me, I, to you, to me, to you. I can't. I well, can't Ricky's got it. Ricky's got his new advisors, which Jonathan knows. Yeah, the advisors oh, yeah. from the, the yeah, the my music very, very industry. best friends. Yeah, that nothing has ever happened. So they're advising him to just basically just say anything that Cheshire Matters says, yeah. and we'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to pick up that policy because we think that's good. That makes sense. So we're going to make you look good before the election, which they think now, as a quickie before Mark comes in, they think that it's going to be May next year. They're going to try and call it. Mm. Uh, well, I've heard that, but it ain't. It's going to be. It's going to be the autumn. It's going. It's going to be. Autumn. I want it to be May next year. I so if anybody's because... listening to Cheshire Matters in Rishi Sunak's office, especially his strategy director. <laughs> yeah, we know who you are. Yeah, just suggested to him come May. All right. Well, if it's in May, I don't want it interfering with my birthday or Elaine's birthday. We do it on another day. Oh, really? Oh, no, 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 no. Ignore the Raven. <laughs> ignore, ignore. He's the elephant not, in the room. Ignore, gonna, ignore. It's going to be too complicated to um, put it all in with the with the, the locals. local elections anyway. Okay. Which is going to give me a good sounding board to see what happens with the uh, Reform UK in the local elections, so I can then project myself for the um, autumn. Yeah, I know, you know that would be, suit you. I understand be, that. Okay, probably be August actually. Okay, Statsman, go ahead. Just going to bring it back to the Liverpool process. I'm going to play devil's advocate. That's the way, but then I'm probably quickly going to go back to reality. So, the, as Steve said, the split in the city up aren't they into different. Mm-hmm different areas designed to ha- apparently to help people access council services quicker with greater ease. Oh, They're really? saying that, that the ward boundaries won't change or the names. Uh, they will implement a manager for each area who can hopefully tackle the key issues. It's another layer. Now, yeah, now let's well, face it. If I can it, just, I think, just one second there, Mark, I yeah, think what we need, we need to get Frank Gallagher in. Yeah. Have a party. Uh, yeah. And then what so- we'll do is Frank Gallagher will sort out all the ease. I'm sorry, Mark, but the idea of a manager in all these regions, mm. the real term that they should be using and that we should be acknowledging is commissaire. Yeah. yeah. Local commissaire. commissaire. That's where we're No, heading. we don't need Frank Gallagher. We need Noel Gallagher. Actually, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. who we need. He'll state it as it is. Yeah. I will continue. Sorry, Mark. I do apologize. No, that's all right. Um, so the fear was with these protests that it could lead to greater surveillance monitoring of behaviour and limitations where we can go. Let's face it, I think that's a legitimate concern because for the is. last few years we were coerced by nudge units and behavioural scientists. We were spied on by our, our own government, government sorry, and military. Not to mention the uh, this stuff creeps up in stages, doesn't it? Remember it was ban CFCs and do a little tad of recycling. Now we've got this net zero, high cost insanity. We've got restrictions on the roads, the ULAs, the closures, the, the speed limits. And don't forget don't the government do department that's called the Disinformation Unit. Yeah. Well, they're at it again, John, because the same media that celebrated these 15-minute cities, which we did a, a, a podcast on and we mm-hmm. told them where it came from. And I got all this information from the media yep. and now saying it's all a conspiracy theory, no such measures are planned, yet this council are dead set on net zero by 2040. So you're telling me none of this madness is going to follow? No. Do you know what they've done? They've said public meeting, this public meeting about it is is designed to encourage engagement and invite people to comment. Under the council's constitution, members have the right to attend, yet the same article says they're not guaranteed to ask questions at the event or engage. So I can massively see the, the frustration with that. 
Yeah. Now, the, the, the issues raised by the individuals on Tuesday were not slated for the agenda by the committee. So how convenient. So you can come to your meeting, you can get involved, but the questions you want to ask are on the agenda. Oh, so shut agenda. up, plebs, and do as you're told. Do as you're told. No safe from the public again. No. And they won't be challenged in any way. I agree with that. And so what are they left to protest? That's it, isn't it, really? So it says something about democracy, doesn't it? Well, the entire representative yeah. system now in this country is an absolute hideous joke. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, and I'm calling it. it. And they know it, don't they? Because Rishi just admitted it all and told us, literally rubbing it in our faces. We know what the problem is, and we're going to pretend <laughs> to fix it by sitting on the fence for votes. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right, Steve, in our 15-minute session now, go to the bar, get a drink. for? Peroni, Peroni for the gazelle. You didn't know uh, well, the gazelles no, drink uh, Peroni, do you? very well tonight, that is. Well, yep. no, I, I've been to the bar. I've got myself a tonic water. I'm oh, right. see that? See that? What a just, selfish... Con- and that's not a conspiracy. That's no, selfish. Just, just before we finish here, Mr. Landlord, can I yep. just throw in something? It's a thought from the gazelle. Go on. Um, a note from the gazelle, actually. Now, I, I've had a look today. I've done a bit of stats today. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was looking at our army. Did you? The, um, the army. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what put a smile on his face. You smile Never, Trevor, don't let it out. The Cheshire Matters have got our own army. No. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not, not telling them that, Steve. And leggies. So we've got we've got an army of 111,600, and that's with the reserves. An army? Yeah. Yeah, it's actually only about 80. If we take off all the RAF and everything, you know. Yeah. And half of that, and half off, that, yeah. Yeah, and no, half I'm of that reserves, yeah, about thirty thousand. I've got the figures here. You've got the um, the navy's thirty thousand. You've got the RAF, which is thirty one thousand, and you've got the army, which is one hundred eleven thousand six hundred, and that's with the reserves. So you can knock the reserves off that. Thirty thousand. So you've got something like yeah, it's one hundred thirty one thousand active. That's three of them. That's the whole lot. Now the illegals in twenty twenty one was fifty two thousand. <laughs> See where you're going here. Oh, no, you can see where it goes straight away. There you go. 2022 is 52,000. And up to now, and we're only in what we're in now, we're, uh, we're entering October, there's 45,000. So that's going to exceed the 52,000. So that's running. So we've got active Army, Navy, RAF, the whole lot collectively, 131,000 that are active. And we've got up to now 149,000. My illegal goodness. immigrants, so illegal. Yeah, is that is that not an army? Draft them, uh, draft them. You could, you could add on the twenty to thirty thousand jihadis that they can't keep an eye on. It were roaming the streets as well. Yeah, and then they could make a super army, couldn't they? Yeah, and well, that's an army, isn't it? Mm. Army. I say, yes. I say, if they're going to put them in those barracks, get them in the army. In fact, I'd be complaining about army. the standard of the barracks. <laughs> well, okay. Wrap up, wrap up. Great point made there, Gazelle. Can we have any shout-outs and shout-downs? Yes. Go ahead, because Steve's not going to the bar. He made no move whatsoever. Well, I'm, no, I've got my drink. I'm all right. Oh, he never does. Yeah, I'm all right, Jack. Yeah. Pull up the ladder. My martini, I'm okay. Yeah. Mm, I've got orange juice. I'll be all right. No, no. I've got my baby shamsa, Steve. That's still going. I'm not going to the bar asking for baby sham for you at all. No, I'm talking about you. We can see you with a baby sham, Steve. I do like baby sham, to be fair. Oh, what? Do you even still make that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Still made it. Make mine a baby sham. Remember that commercial? Yes. Yeah, there you go. 
Okay. You were starting in it with your hairspray. Make mine a baby jam. Anyway, go ahead. Who's got the shout out first? Mark, go ahead. Shout oh, out, I'm, shout out. I'm going to do a massive shout down to Justin Trudeau and Zelensky. Oh, yes. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. For honoring a Ukrainian Nazi who fought for the SS in the Canadian Parliament and giving him a standing ovation. What for? I just. If this is clown world, and then when quizzed on it, it's Russian uh, misinformation. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, these people—I just don't know what goes through their heads. There you this go. guy was lit. You know, Ukraine have got a, a reputation, a history of celebrating <laughs> Nazis in the war. Maybe yeah. they should have checked before inviting him. Yeah, because absolutely. they look real stupid now. Oh yeah, that's shocking. And they're, and they're, these are the people who are calling everyone far right and racist. Yeah, yeah they're the ones um, giving Nazis a standing ovation. So uh, massive shout now, yeah. morons. Absolutely. Uh, Trevor? Yes, I've got uh, a shout down tonight to Cam, 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 Comedian. You mean Stammer, Stammer, Stammer. Chris Kamara. Yeah, I do apologise for stammer, that. Stammer, Stammer, Stammer. I went straight back to culture club then, in my youth. Uh, we're going to get hit and with so many copyright strikes. We're going to have to pay them royalties here, aren't we? Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a shout. That's a shout, Dan. We'll be all right on tonight. Spotify, because, you know, you can use you can use the music on Spotify, but everywhere else, no, we've oh, had yeah, it. Whatever. Now, we've got... Uh, I've got two shout-outs, actually. I've oh, shout what? Out you tonight. doing a raven? Oh, my uh, God. This is going to go over an you hour. You keep going, Trevor. You Shut up, you. Shut up. I think, Mr. Raven, you're going to really appreciate this. Now, my first shout-out is for David McCallum, who's just passed over now and at the age of 90. Yes. Uh, what's his name? Ili Ikiaki, I can't say it. Ili Kuriakin. Ili Kuriakin, that's him. Blackie. You, you won't think no. you come from Glasgow, would you? Yeah. Anyway, it's just passed <laughs> over now. And I, I've, I've grown up with him most of my life. And he looks younger than the landlord. Yeah. What? Right? He, what? He's 90. Uh, uh, yeah, so do most people. He's actually passed at the age of 90. Steve and he still muted. only looks 28. I can't believe it. What a guy. He's, he's aged so well. And I've grown up with him. Hang on, he says it like a muted. What sort of post? I got muted too, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Muted again. Shut up. Yeah, and um, (laughs) what a guy. I mean, he's had a fantastic career. And I've seen all the programmes he's been in. And and, and he's passed over anyway. So anyway, you know, God rest. um, He was nice, wasn't he? He was was a good man. He He seems to be a good man. Yeah, I've heard nothing about him. You know, nothing bad about him like Russell Brand. Anyway... So going back to controversy, now Steve is looking good tonight with that lighting. You're looking good, mate, I'm telling you. Yeah, is that because Thank the room Trevor, is dark? I really appreciate right. that. And your glasses are steamed up, Trev. Yeah. <laughs> our, pin-up, our, our pin-up tonight is shining. In all the flack he gets, he's actually looking good tonight. So well done, Steve. Tip top, Trevor. Thank you very much right, indeed. Right, that's the, it. The both the... of you are muted. Yeah, right. that's it. Be done, didn't they? Yeah, it had to be done. Okay, <laughs> it's going to be mute city from here on in. This loving doesn't go; it just doesn't work for me. Well, I he has secretly the Raven being on pinup. That train left. Right. Now it's, I'll tell you now. The 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 looks are just getting more refined as I get older, and the Raven Mad Club, the fans of the Raven, it's growing every single week. 
Oh, uh, listen, Mr. Budweiser, 1983. Hey, I'll tell you what, I've seen that. I, I, um, <clears throat> I was in Hollings Park the other day, which is it's a mental institution in Warrington, for people that know it. It was, it was <laughs> let you out. Did you said they let you out. It's yeah. a raven in, in every. Um, well, it was when I say it's, um, you know, it's like he's uh, padded walls, but there was there was photos of the raven all over them. Oh yeah, Captain Pogwash. Oh yeah, in the, in the mental institution in Warrington. Yeah, I, I was amazed. Come, come, come oh, we may as well go for it. Live. May as well <laughs> be hung for a lamb, as well as a yeah. sheep. I mean, three of them had straight jackets on, but I mean, you know, they couldn't rip the posters down, which uh, I don't know whether that. Because I'll give him a shout out. Go on, Raven. What's your shout out? Or shout well, mine is uh, it's it's a nice little one actually. It's a quote by Henry Ford this week, which is, and this is your only quote. I'm only doing the one. Good. I'm I'm very restrained this week. Okay. So. Uh, it's a nice quote, actually. I like this. I saw this and I thought this is great for people who go through perhaps a little bit of a challenge in time. And it says, when everything seems to be going against you, remember that the airplane takes off against the wind, not with it. So if you're having a hard time, it's usually because you're heading somewhere. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Actually, that's uh, that's a fair one. Uh, There's no my, benefit in having an easy life. My shout down goes to uh, goes to Scottish Power. I mean, isn't it yes, great? Yes, I'll go with that. Well done, Scottish Power. <laughs> uh, calling up to ask for payment of a non-existent bill. Yes, lots of people having that problem, oh, including my one God. member of my family. And then I turned around and I said to him, "Where are you calling from?" And they said, "Scottish Power." And I went, "No, where are you based?" And they said, Scotland. I went, no. Where, which country are you calling from? And they said, South Africa. <laughs> so we have a Scottish company who outsource their, you know, their collection agencies to South Africa. And I, I just simply turned around to him and I said, let me give you a hint. If you decide to do anything stupid... All you're going to be doing is causing a problem for the chief executive of Scottish Power. Now, you may not know that, and you may not know who he is. I said, but he will certainly find out who you are and who your boss is. So it's up to you. Get the message, get in touch with the executive office, and let them know. Get the message through. I don't don't owe you anything. And I made it very clear. Do you know what their trick is, what they do? You know, if you cancel a direct debit, they mm. actually hound you for the direct debit payment and they make it as part of your debt. And then they add interest to a direct debit that you don't have but to pay. It doesn't pay. exist. doesn't exist. Is that what they do in South Africa or something? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't got a clue. But as it is now, you know, they've been told. I, I don't know why they outsource so many things for people in this country that could handle it. I, I just don't know why. And it, quite money. literally. It's all about money. Everything's about money. Yeah, but they don't actually pass on any of those savings to people within the bills because they all charge virtually the same for their standing charges and for their the actual unit charges. They all virtually not, charge the same. 
It's not only not- that, though, Jonathan, because what's happening is all of those salaries that are being paid by Scottish Power to people, as, as you're describing, in South Africa by outsourcing the way they are, all of that salary uh, funding is going outside the country instead of going to people in this country, which could be spent in this country. Mm-hmm. It's just taking more and more money out of the country all the time. I was taking more money out of the country with That's no right. pensions or anything like that. They'll employ somebody from South Africa who wants have a pension. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. All that cost comes into it. And you've also yeah. got... I've lost my track now. What, train track? HS2. No, we have as well. Because that should have started in Manchester <laughs> and worked towards London. Then That's they'd right. have been fucked when they cut it off at crew, wouldn't they? Anyway, oh, yeah. Um, oh, well, that's me trapped now. That's all right. Doesn't matter. Okay. Because that matters to me because I think it's an age thing. No, 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 no. Nothing at all to do with age. Okay. Mark, quickly. Yeah, well, on the subject of sending money away, if you want to support uh, a Somalian family with food and water, it will be just £3 <laughs> a month. But don't let your heart rule your head because as they're doing, four dollars for two ninety nine. <laughs> 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 we go. I, and we're gonna say this is <laughs> yeah, this is time to say yeah. time to say goodbye. Okay, Stevie, say goodnight. Tell us a story, no, you, Stevie. You, you, you acted partially right then. You said no, time no, no, to no. say goodbye. So we say No, I'm goodbye, saying goodbye so. to you guys, and I'm saying you to say goodnight to the people listening. All four no, of them. Go I'm on. gonna say goodbye to the people of Cheshire and beyond and a special goodbye and a great week ahead. What's left of it? There are all the Raven fans out there. Oh, no, no. Fabulous script. For all those Raven fans, he's going to be a myth because we're actually orchestrating that Viking funeral for him on the D. <laughs> it's going to happen this weekend. <laughs> so anybody wants to turn up, bring your bows and arrows because we need to light them at the Flip end. So that you can... The D will be lying from beginning to end if you put that out. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we'll uh, be celebrating. It'll be like New Year's Eve. Well, there you go. Say goodnight to Gazelle. Good night, everybody, and to all my listeners in South Africa. <laughs> uh, come on, stats. I'll say farewell to all our lovely listeners, and possibly not the ones in Somalia after that no, joke. No, after that last one. <laughs> well, well, I'll I, goodbye I, to you guys too. I got I got ragged for that, for, for that that comment <laughs> that I made about Papua New Guinea to all our fans out there. <laughs> No, not the Chinese one, though. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'll start him off. <laughs> okay, can we mute the landlord? Full <laughs> cancelled. I went to some cappies the other day, and he was in Didsbury, and she went, what are you from? I said, cappies. He said, come here.